0: Now we're going to chat GPT. So like all the tweet threads were about this and then they're about this. And now they're about chat GPT, right. AI. How are you going to do this in the future? What jobs is going to replace? Give me examples. And it talks about like, why do I need to hire an attorney anymore mm-hmm. when I get pulled over? Which we talked about on yeah. another episode. People really enjoyed that one. they yeah. said don't put the dome lights on, that's bad. But anyway, why? I don't know. Someone disagreed with you.
1: It was probably a bot. Yeah. See, now chat GPT can also become he looks like a real person. They can make it look. Like- I hope he's a real person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because that means we have real people listening to us. So, here we are. Cheers. Hey, man, Happy 2023. Simultaneous, set. That was good. So <laughs> spit it all out. <laughs> I do have to say that my coffee is not as good as yours. Why? How would you know what my coffee tasted like? Because I taste everybody's coffee that I make before I give it to them. It's called quality control. <laughs> okay. QC. Did you do that? Like out of the cup? Rephrase the question.
0: <laughs> you poured the coffee in the cup and then tasted it? Or did you taste it before? Like you took a spoon.
1: No, no, no. This is an espresso. Actually, what you have is a latte. Set the table for the audience. Oh, yeah. I uh, made Eric some coffee.
0: <laughs> and brought it to me. Anything like else? Like, not just here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's really not coffee. It's a latte. Is that a different?
1: I guess. It is. We've got this fancy espresso machine at home. I got this for my wife for her birthday last year. We love it. I definitely drink way too much espresso. Okay. If it's not already evident by my demeanor on the podcast. Yeah. I sound like I drink too much espresso. Okay. I mean, I'm like flipping out inside right now. Okay. <laughs> no, not really. I can go to sleep after drinking coffee. Enough about me. How this much about coffee you. do you drink a day? Mm, I mean, I have uh, two cups of coffee in the morning. And then I probably have like... Ooh. I always do a double shot. Okay. I probably have two to three of those a day. Double shots. Yeah. Okay. When's your last sip of coffee? Well, I could really use an intervention. So yeah. if anybody wants to intervene. Yeah. You stopped drinking alcohol though. so that's. This is true. I have not had a drop of alcohol since October the 4th. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay, back to coffee, we can go back to alcohol. Yeah, sure. Yeah, So, what time is your last sip? Like, three seconds ago. No, we man, simultaneous <laughs> sip. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. In the day, asshole. Oh, what time yeah. is
1: my last sip in the day? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't three o'clock. like this. To- no, man, it's probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably okay. three. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm just wondering. All right, so we're going back to, I made you coffee. I made you yeah. coffee. Yeah. I actually tried to walk out of the house without... Like, it was just going to be two shots of espresso, some almond milk, maybe a little bit of creamer, froth Mm. it up, cold. Yeah. And then my wife said, hey, you need to clean the frother. I said, I'm not frothing anything for Eric. I'm already (laughs) running late. Yeah. She said, you were absolutely going to froth that coffee. Huh. And I complied. Yeah. So we frothed the coffee. And then you showed up in a bad mood. No, I showed up in a great mood. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, no, no. No. I'm not sure either. Maybe I was. Maybe I wasn't. Yeah. To be determined. (laughs) You know, we'll see how this podcast goes. Yeah. So yeah, so there it is, man. This is a great way to kick off 2023. Yeah. Coffee with friends. Mm. And savings of the metaverse. All at the same time. All at the same time. And not a drip of alcohol. Yeah. Huh. But you're sleeping better? Yeah. It just depends. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I first quit, it was easy. Because I read that book, How to Quit Drinking Without Using Willpower by Alan Carr. Okay. It's a good book. Okay. So it's really about rewriting the story of your relationship to alcohol. Yeah. Because, I mean, essentially, I mean, I just had a 10-year-long bad habit really, you know, it was just one of those things that after kids, because I wasn't able to ride my bike as much, mm-hmm. so racing and training, you don't have time for that when you got kids. And so, it was just easier to unwind at the end of the day with beer. Yeah. Since I wasn't able to go out and ride on the bike.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, you're coping another way. almost. Yeah. not coping with like anything it's just bad. bad it's yeah, it yeah. like,
1: hey, you know, I'm running hot all day, so it's like this, up all day, and then I got to bring myself down. Mm-hmm. Up, down.
0: Okay. So what, like, what did that look like?
1: What do you mean? Like, what like how many like,
0: beers a night do you think you're having?
1: I probably averaged
0: three to five a night. Wow. Every night? Most nights? Most nights. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and I would say, oh, well, you know, it's low-calorie beer, but still 4%. That's blood alcohol, like 4%. No, like... Like Michelob Ultra is no,
0: low-calorie. Gross. I know, but I'm saying, like, you said 4%. That's the...
1: No, no, no. It's like 4%. Al- yeah. Yeah. 4% ABV, I guess. What kind of beer? All different kinds. The one that I would drink the most is probably Sweetwater. Okay. Sweetwater's...
0: Atlanta, right?
2: I don't know. Yeah. I can't
1: remember. I think so. Either that or somewhere in Georgia. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're trying to get me to reminisce about a habit that I quit. I, I mean, what is wrong yeah, with you? No. You're trying to get me to start again? <laughs> Definitely, there has been some days where, like, you know Hold what, on. it would be they're really nice. saviors.
0: Someone's listening to this and like, man, if Jared can do it, I can do it. That's right. That's pretty cool.
1: Think yeah. about that. Now, the Jared in the metaverse, he's drunk right now. He's wasted. Yeah. No way. Is that the multiverse? Got to start another podcast on that one.
0: That's a multiverse.
1: That's a multiverse. Like a parallel universe?
0: Probably. (laughs) Yeah, that's a multiverse. Okay. Because there's multiple verses.
1: Because there's multiple verses. Okay. (laughs) Multiple verses. There is a Jared out there that didn't go with that decision. And there's a Jared. Oh, yeah. That's a long conversation. The multiverse. Oh, that's confusing. It can be. Yeah. And I don't know that we want to just come in hot like that. No. We want to ease our way in with idiocy. We'll go back.
0: Well, I was listening to Andrew Huberman, his podcast, Science, Stanford professor. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. He had a whole episode about alcohol and like, because he'll get into the science of like, what does it actually do? And you listen, you're like, I can't drink that anymore, ever. Yeah. Because it's
1: poison. I will say, I mean, I do feel a lot better. I sleep better. Yeah, it just, it was one of those things where, you know, I knew that I should have quit a long time ago. Yeah. You know, you buy into this. So what's really interesting about that book, it's really a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. And some neuro-linguistic programming, right? Yeah. So you, what you're doing is you, there's a lot of repetition and you're really rewiring and taking things back to when your relationship with alcohol started, how you're framing it. Yeah. And then he kind of drives this whole point home is that number one is you never actually liked it to begin with because he brings up a really good point. So think back to the very first time you had a sip of alcohol. Mm-hmm. What was your response?
0: No one likes it. It's Nobody like, oh, likes it's it.
1: awful. And then what do people tell
0: you? It's an acquired taste. Exactly. You'll get yeah. used to it.
1: Yeah. And so it's, oh, okay. So you'll do it again. Ugh, gross. Don't like that. Uh, You'll get used to it. So you start to realize, huh, I never actually really wanted this to begin with. He also said this thing over and over again. He said, drinkers drink to feel like non-drinkers. So why not just be a non-drinker? Yeah. To feel more socially comfortable, everything else. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then, uh, you know, as he winds it out towards the end, he essentially starts to talk about, and again, this is not knocking other ways of recovery, right? For sure, not. But is saying that a lot of the the fear of giving up something like alcohol is you think about how much willpower it's going to take because you bought into the idea you're depriving yourself of something that's number one, good for you. And number two, something that you actually want. But if you go back to the beginning of where he started you at, he said, you never actually wanted this. Mm -hmm. So you're really not giving up something that you want. You're not depriving yourself of anything. Yeah. So the willpower idea, the way he's framing it, it's a belief that you have. Yeah. That, oh man, I'm missing out. Now, all that to say for the first couple of months, easy, but there's definitely been times. And again, it's just kind of that maybe I feel, you know, too wound up from coffee. I'm like, oh, I'd love to take the edge off.
0: Yeah. Right. Would you be the person that if you had a sip of alcohol, that would be like, oh man, I miss this.
1: I mean, I don't know. I think that's a contextual thing. Sure. Because, you know, if I were to have another sip of alcohol or have another drink and there might be a day when I do, I don't know. But I mean, just, I think about it right now. If I were to have another drink, I'd have to ask myself, why did I have another drink? Well, it's probably to relieve stress. Now I've started to create the, the story again that, hey, look, this isn't bad for me. It's just relieving some stress. Because mm. I did. I had quit before. In yeah. fact, I was sitting right here. I think we podcasted about it like five years ago. Yeah. I quit for three months. Yeah. And then slowly went back to it and was like, oh man, great. I've got a better relationship with it. No.
0: That's the story you told yourself at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, And
1: then it eventually got back to where it was before. Yeah. It
0: was the de stress because a lot of times you talk about the books, power of habit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you go to the bar to watch the game with a friend. Yeah. And it's an association and it triggers you to say, and the waitress comes or waiter comes over and you say, I would like whatever, a beer. Right. And that becomes the habit loop, right? That you've got yourself into. It. It's just like a setting. And yours is that too. It's just in a different way. It's at my house. sad and lonely at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> no, mean, I'm you scared. talk about social settings, I mean, that's probably one of the main reasons people, because if you think about high school and college,
1: yeah. you go to a party,
0: you go to an event, whatever. Of course. And
1: people start drinking. Yeah, it's normal. It's normalized. Normalized, yeah. I'll tell you what is nice is I've been in several social settings where there's alcohol and um, have not been tempted to have any of it. Yeah. In fact, it's really nice because... I'm able to function at a much higher level, obviously. But, you know, that's part of the story that you tell yourself is I need the alcohol so that I can be, you kind of make yourself believe I'm more interesting, I'm Mm. funnier. Like you don't really go through that process in your head. But obviously you believe that. Sure. If you're going to go ahead and have several beers and you're hanging out in that setting and two leads to five leads to you on the street with a sign, you know, asking for change. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good. It could. could. Bad decisions. Yeah. 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 We've addressed that before. Do people, man, I ask this question a lot. And it's sometimes it's like when someone goes through a traumatic event, right? Like, Mm -hmm. did you need to go through that to get to where you are today, right? And it's always something to think about. Kids are going to high school and college. They're going to be exposed to it, right? right? Is it useful for them, right? To experience what that's like, or is it not? Can they just stay away from it? I don't know.
1: Everyone's different, right? That's- it's a weird question. Is it useful? I don't know, man. I mean, we did it, obviously, yeah. but I don't look back at those days in college and go, "You know what? I'm really glad. Yeah, that was really good for me." Yeah. In fact, that's one of the things he talks about. Get fun, fun, maybe. But did you? I mean, you were fun in the moment. I mean, when you're south, you know with your buddies? Of course, that's fun. The next day is what sucks. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. In some of these settings that I've been in recently, I love being able to wake up super early, feeling full of energy. In all sincerity. One of the things that's hard for me to deal with right now, because it's been October, November, September, I'm really looking at like
0: three, four, three, four months. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things that's been difficult to adjust to is how much more energy I have. I'm thinking, okay, I need outlets for this. So that, you know, being amped up. Podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. So I, I, I take the edge off with podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> I went from <laughs> alcohol to podcasting. Yeah. It's good. It's good turn around. But that has been one of the things that's been a little harder to adjust Mm -hmm. to. So there's an adjustment period. And I don't know if it was on Andrew Huberman or somebody else that was talking about this. But when you quit drinking, see alcohol, and I might get this wrong, I'm sure. But the gist of it is that over time, you know, it kills off neurotransmitters and pathways. And your brain adapts to something that it gets used to. When you take that out of there, you still have those pathways, but nothing's going through them anymore. So there's a dying off period where your brain has to go through a restructuring, right? Yeah. Because it's like, uh, you know, okay, we need to build new new pathways. We need to build new ways of functioning. Because it's so used to this one thing that was happening on a regular basis. Mm. That might have been him talking about that. Yeah. I've thought about that a lot too. You know, so I have a lot more energy.
0: It's harder though for kids because they want to, Social, right they want to go to these events you want to go to a party you want to go to a bar to choose club soda
1: right yeah i don't know you know kids and middle-aged men like us man that's a different game right like when you think about the loneliness epidemic which i know we've talked about a few times but you lonely you're good totally okay yeah that's why you're here i tell you what man covid fucked everything up yeah for a lot of people man like that's a legit thing that's still going on Totally. And it's not even like, oh, COVID. So we need to isolate, but that just the mass isolation, the polarization, like the narrative wars were so high. Mm. There's irreparable damage on a social level. I don't know. I think it's damage that, at least in our lifetime, won't, I don't think, fully be repaired. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm just saying that people are still entrenched in beliefs that have been proven incorrect. And it's just like, well, we're not going to pay attention to any of that information. We're going to keep believing what we believe from the beginning. That goes on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a problem. It's like we normalized isolation. Yeah. This podcast is supposed to be entertaining, man. This is getting dark. This is real dark. It's good, though. My bad. Yeah. Save a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we start people off
0: dark. Yeah. And then we're going to boost them up Dark coffee. This coffee's got a little something. This is espresso. That's
1: what I'm dealing with. That's diarrhea water. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is it flavored? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Sick all week. I'm just kidding. Like, Look at you, did <laughs>
2: you see She's your face? Like, Yeah. Your face, you're like, oh,
0: what? Yeah. Why? Why are you bring that in Why here? here? Why are
2: you here? Why
1: you do that to me? Yeah. yeah. Just trying to like remind you that we're all, kids we're are all so down. vulnerable. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're about to be homeschooled. When's that starting? At the end of this quarter. My oldest doesn't know yet. Thank God. Oh, I end of the, like, oh it's, good. It's, it's going to announce it on bro. a podcast.
0: Yeah. My son doesn't Dad, listen. Dad, I was sitting <laughs> The first one he listens to, he's going to come running My downstairs. My son would be
1: like, were you talking about me or Asa? And I said, who's the oldest? Well, me. Okay, there's your answer.
2: That's why why you're being being old school. school.
0: (laughs) End of this quarter, like, so spring, like maybe when would that be? You're on the quarter system now in middle
1: school, I guess. I don't know. What grade is that? My wife was saying that it's like a few weeks away. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But we've been thinking about this for a little while. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just one of those things. We can get into that at some point too. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of changes. What class are you going to (laughs) teach? strategic foresight yeah as a futurist I yeah, of course him. yeah
0: yeah it'll be good it'll be great
1: ai we're gonna really let him take more of an active role in his curriculum okay and that's actually true yeah, yeah. there's gonna be structure sure but we're not gonna try and replicate what's happening in the school system mm. because the structure of that mm. it doesn't fit for him let's stay here for a while let's long do time. it yeah. let's Education. stay here. You ready to rock this one out yeah yeah it's interesting because when we were growing up most of the homeschool stuff that's out there was fundamentalist
0: christian they're probably just repeating the textbooks too, right? Like what the had in school. Yeah, or yeah, no, no,
1: because I, I got homeschooled one year because I got expelled, and that's another story. Yeah, just add it to the list. Jeez, just put it, mark it down. Yeah, yeah, I got expelled. So my freshman year of high school, I was homeschooled. Wow, not my sophomore year. Yeah, me and my mom were just like, "That's, that's not, not that. happening again." <laughs> yeah. Not happening again. But she decided to use this curriculum that came out of Pensacola Christian School or something. Oh gosh, jeez. Oh yeah. Wow. Sorry, I'm having a traumatic flashback. Say. <laughs> <laughs> say that out loud. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. needless to say, you're just basically doing school in a home.
0: That was the year you started drinking. Yeah.
1: Actually, yeah. we were living in Germany.
0: Oh, of course.
1: No, yeah, my first to alcohol. No drinking age. Okay, so I'm about to say my first to alcohol was when I was 14. So then it's all like, oh my God, this guy's been drinking since he was 14. Yes, <laughs> but not daily. Yeah. Yeah. So I went for years where it just wasn't even an issue. Yeah. But that's when I was racing. See, the way my brain is wired, my drug of choice was a bike.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: When I quit, because I used to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. Quit when I was 21. Mm. Quit drinking when I was 21. You were smoking Parliament's event. No. <laughs> I smoked, let's see, in high school, I smoked, oh, these were gross, Doral. No, my cigarette of choice back in the day was camels. Mm. Love some camels. Did your kids know you smoked? Yeah. Okay. Now, see, smoking is not a temptation. If I'm around cigarette smoke, it grosses me out. Ah, it's awful. It is. I hate it. Smell on I your do clothes like if you go to a bar. Yeah. That was a real problem. Two packs a day on average. It was crazy. I was telling
0: my kids, it's like used to be able to
1: smoke on an airplane. I know. So here's a smoking section. When you're like,
0: matters. <laughs> it
1: doesn't matter because all that air is just <laughs> yeah. being circulated. It's like, well, okay. Yeah, it's you're in
0: row 36. And
1: I mean, airplanes do their filtration system is really good.
0: Yeah. I've heard that. You can't get COVID on an airplane. I don't know.
1: (laughs) But you should wear a mask. Yeah. (laughs) Not one that works, but one for theater. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Just to show off. Oh, sorry. I don't want to go down there. No, come on. You want to go down there. Yeah. You don't want to go down there, Eric.
0: Mm. Homeschool, education. Yeah. The future.
1: Well, and the other thing too is this. If you really think about it, if my kids were academically inclined, the way the system is designed now, you know, the system works for some kids. Mm -hmm. But if you really think about the way our education system is set up, it's really set up not for kids to learn, you know, for knowledge that they retain. It's set up for kids to learn how to take tests. Mm-hmm. It's set up for kids to learn how to take tests so they make better test scores, which is beneficial to the school district. But then for the kids, it gives them better standing and better chances of getting into college. And in my mind, it's like unless you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, something that actually requires higher education, yeah. the ROI in college is terrible. Yep. My son asked me, he said, dad, do I have to go to college? I said, no, you don't. I'd much rather him learn now how to run a business, how to start something, how to really function as a human being instead of going through a system that doesn't really suit him. Because again, oh, this was the same for me. And then trying to figure it out when he's in his 40s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you got it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I figured it out and then I'm like, oh, I've got to figure something else so what do you What do you think about the thought of learning how to learn?
0: Yeah. If they allow you to do that. Sure. Which I don't think it's difficult to do as you're younger, unless you are like, really, you're wondering a lot. Like you want to go out and explore and discover and talk to teachers, right? Like in college, I think you have more of an opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah. You went to a small college, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Like, what Smallest. was the average?
0: There was 10,000 kids there. So it's not super small. Okay. But how big were your classes? Uh, relatively small. I mean, it depended, right? It could be 10 to max, maybe max early it would have been like 40. Yeah but probably more like 20. So I just said a bunch of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> good.
1: Good math. Yeah. yeah. 10, See, 20, 40. There's my point. Yeah, yeah. Terrible ROI. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, same here. In undergrad, you know, I went to a small liberal arts school in Rome, Georgia. How many kids go there? When I was there. What's the name Barry, of the school?
2: Barry College. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. When I was there, I think there was 1,800. Mm, that's small. It's very small. Yeah. But there was 28,000 acres. I mean, the campus is gorgeous, man. Yeah. It really is one of the coolest places. It's way more fancy now than it was when I was there. People all from Georgia or no. this area? No, no, no. There's a lot of folks from out of state. What state is the number one? Oh, man, I don't know. God. How would I know what the number one <laughs> state says is? it.
0: We'll tell you. I'll let you know. oh, You well. keep talking. Yeah. Because it says, like, you know, sometimes it'd be like, California is the number one.
1: There's a lot of folks from North Carolina that went down there. Okay. Alabama, you know, throughout the Southeast. Mm-hmm. You have some folks coming from Colorado. So you get people from out West. When I was a freshman there, I was coming from Missouri. Because that's where I graduated high school,
2: Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> it was great.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mount Berry, Georgia. That's the spot. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Oh, there it is. It's got a football team now. Yeah. It was actually written into Martha Berry's will that there would be no football team. I don't know how they got around that. Yeah. Because they were talking about that when I was there. Do you know how much it costs today just for
0: the education, not dorm, room and board, all well, that? What is it? What do you think it is? Thirty-seven thousand. Yeah, you're close. Thirty-nine. Yeah good yeah. for you. That's way more
1: than it was when I was there. Ooh, wow. 2,100 kids. Oh, they've got Georgia's
0: up. one, Tennessee two, Alabama, Florida, North Carolina, the Southeast. Oh, okay. you Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because you're not far from Chattanooga.
0: Yeah. 64% female to male.
1: It's always been that way. Yeah.
0: Good for you. Yeah. I if mean, you're into that kind of thing, you know.
1: Yeah, if you're into ratios. Yeah. <laughs> I really like ratios a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, about homeschool. Philosophy that we're kind of following here is... You know, I'm not trying to shelter my kid. What it is is providing an environment where he can really figure out who he is. Yeah. Both of them, really. Because right now, you know, these are the formative years. And he doesn't have access to certain things that a lot of his friends do. Like I've said before, like he's not getting a smartphone. I really do think it's, I don't mean this in a judgmental way, but because I'm very familiar with how these devices work, I'm very familiar with what all's there, I don't think it's a good thing for sixth graders to have smartphones. Yeah. If it's just a phone, fine, but you're giving them a portal to the entire world. Mm -hmm. And that sounds very like, oh, you're opening their minds to the entire world. I'm like, until you know what the entire world really entails. Yeah. There's a lot of things you don't want your kids to see out there. Yeah. And if you think that the security blocks you put on there are going to stop them, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because they're not. Yeah. Those things are not very hard to crack. I feel like you're talking to me right now. You just called me an idiot. Oh, wait a minute. No. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or am I? Yeah. Yeah. But that's my... Oh, you're right. You know, again, I'm not trying to say, look, you know, I'm going to shelter him from everything that's out there. But if he's going to learn about certain things, I would much rather have an environment that he learns them in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. right? And really just create an environment where he can be himself without feeling the external pressure of performance in a system that he's not really good at. Yeah. That puts you on a path that he's not really inclined towards. I mean, parents know. Yeah. You know, parents know early on. My kid's ADD, just like his dad. Yeah. So if I would have had all the resources available to me that they do now, God, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. I mean, the way they dealt with kids our age when we were that age was hallway. Spent a lot of time in the hallway. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so for us, it's... This is when we pan out and Julian has a video of you in the hallway. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'll get you one, Julian. No problem. There was a lot, you know, heavy surveillance when I was a kid. Yeah. What about, like, just as I think through this, it's like, okay, let's play the other side of this. Because sheltered, yeah, I think you used that word before. Right, yeah. You got to be careful with sheltering a kid. You know, you talk about like kids where they grow up with the same ideologies as their parents or grandparents, whether it's what their belief system or their political view or racism, right? It's like, well, in this house, this is how we think about this group of people. And that's not good. Where if that kid would have had exposure, let's say to other cultures, sure, he might've or she might've thought like, why would we think that in this house? Like, right. my best friend is this or, you know, what have you. Yeah. So that's a dangerous thing. To not have exposure. But at the same time, it's like, then you're exposing it to like pedophiles and creeps. And, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. It's like those, what was it, Dateline, where they set those those people up and they came <laughs> to the house? I mean, it's just, dis- I mean, you laugh, but it's disgusting. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs>
1: there's been so many like SNL spoofs and everything else on this too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to catch a predator or something.
0: That's exactly what it
1: was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our goal is not to create some type of, fictitious environment yeah i mean we don't plan to raise the kids with any set like in this house we believe this mm. they spend the majority of their day at school and then they come home mm. and then they have homework it's just stupid i mean, studies have been done to show that does not advance anything at all it doesn't help homework doesn't no it doesn't okay. so they've got homework what if they're writing a paper well, I mean, if they're writing a paper, that's an assignment. You know, so it's like, hey, look, you can work on this. This thing is due. It's a project. Right. That you're, yeah. But, you know, elementary school and then up into sixth grade, which is also weird because sixth grade was part of elementary school when we were yeah. kids. Yeah. I still don't understand that. Because they're just printing
0: off or like ripping out pages of their book and say, hey, work through do all these worksheets.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is just silly. So, you know, with us, we're really thinking, we I mean, I always love the idea of having more freedom. More freedom to at our schedule at our pace. My kids are smart. They love to learn. My oldest doesn't learn the way that school teaches you how to learn, they even teach you how to do that. So if we can provide that kind of environment where he can start to work on things that are really important to him, because mm-hmm. when he's interested in something, he can master it. So having a different approach to where he's learning, learning how to think critically, learning how to think. In school, you're pretty much told what to think. Mm -hmm. so that's really a simple way of looking at it. The environment that we want to create is an environment that encourages learning how to think, asking better questions, questioning what you read, focusing on the end goal. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing too. There's so much focus on process to get to the end goal. The process becomes much more important than the end result. The end result is just like, well, then you did the process right. And to me, that's just fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. To me, the most important thing is, hey, what's the end objective? Great. Now use your creative ability, use your critical thinking to figure out how to come to that conclusion.
2: Yeah. It's that simple.
1: Because then what that does is it forces them to stay focused on the end goal. Yeah. And to me, that's a life skill that most people, everybody needs that. Yeah. I was about to say most people don't have it. I'm like, I don't know that most people don't have that, but I do find that oftentimes, you know, there's always like confusion with objectives and metrics. So say, oh, what's your end goal? Well, we want to develop a strategic plan to do it. Like, no, 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 pause. That's not an end goal. That right there should lead to an end goal that has a tangible result. Mm-hmm. So teaching them how to see the world and see end goals and objectives and to learn that way to solve a problem, that to me is much more valuable. That's a life skill. Yeah. You
0: know. Have you thought of Montessori school? And you have a thought on that, maybe.
1: Yeah. You know, he'd do great in that, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean, he's going to be in seventh grade.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying that's the answer either. One of our kids went to Montessori for preschool. And for her, it was great. Yeah. But I saw a lot of the fallout with other kids. They went to another year of it. And it was like, it so very much depended on who was like kind of watching over. Right. And if they were too far out there. Yeah. Well, you didn't read this year.
1: It's okay. You didn't uh-huh.
0: like reading. You didn't want to read. It's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, there'll be lots of reading.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have yet to meet a kid who is genuinely homeschooled mm. that isn't leaps and bounds ahead of kids that are his similar age. Yeah. Just think about this, man. You want to learn anything. It's available online. I know we were just talking about opening up the world to your kids. Mm. But in a controlled environment, say, hey, look, you can learn so much oh, yeah. from YouTube. Yeah. Right? I mean, YouTube's amazing. Oh, yeah. I've learned how to do so many things around the house just by watching YouTube videos. You know, digging up irrigation lines, putting in a sump pump. Here's how to do it. Yeah. That's
0: what YouTube's probably best for. Yeah. Is learning the things that someone could teach you how to do. Exactly. But then if you could read on top of it and explore whatever you want. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To understand that, to learn those things. And also, both my kids are really creative. Yeah. So learning how to create and then leverage these tools to put some of their creations out in the world. Yeah. Like, That's a good skill to have, too. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's a big decision, but it's one that we're excited about. That's cool. I like the idea of not being beholden to the school calendar Mm. as well. That's also me. I like the idea of not being beholden to any kind of structure. Yeah. Which is why I've never worked for anybody in my entire professional career. Yeah. And it's also why I'm lonely and sad. Here we go. Here we go. Switch it up. Switch it up. Yeah. Let's keep it dark. I know we're about to go into something fun. Deep. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, maybe listeners will know that I'm not just a mindless idiot. Well, are people
0: going, to pick any profession, I don't know. You go to school and you come out of school. Right. And the rate at which technology is, I saw yesterday, it was 2007. Yeah. Yesterday, Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone. Yeah. That's wild. That is crazy. That was 16 years ago. Yep. And we've seen what the iPhone's gone through from mm-hmm. the first iteration to what we have today and where technology's like the direction it's going. So when you go to school, let's say you go to engineering, you Mm -hmm. get a degree in engineering, you come out of school and you obviously know more about engineering than most everybody else. But the technology's changed so fast or it will change in the next three or four years. Like you have to continually learn. And that's the whole thing of like learning how to learn, like enjoying that process or understanding the need um, for that. Because when you come out of school, it's like a lot of times you're like, well, I finished school, Mm -hmm. so I'm done learning. Why would I continue to do that? Like you have no choice, especially now. When, like, 20 years ago, even not that long ago, you were okay not, right? Yeah. You could get through because the stuff wasn't changing that much. You go to a conference and you're good
2: to go.
1: Okay, so go back to what I was saying about teaching my son how to focus on the end goal Mm. and the job being in everything, getting to that end goal, not worried about how you get there, but looking at the end goal and saying, okay, I very clearly understand the objective. Now it's up to me to determine the most effective and efficient way to get there. Yeah. So, technology, if you look at it in the same way, technology can continue to change rapidly. So, what? Technology is just a tool. That's it. Right. It requires human intention. Mm -hmm. But if you are learning how and only how or primarily how to focus on process and you're not so clear on the end goal or the objective, then technology will always trip you up. But if you're objective focused, Technology is just another tool. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So the faster it accelerates, that doesn't become a problem for you. It becomes an advantage. Yeah. Because you're like, great, I've got new tools that can possibly help me get to that end goal.
2: Yeah. I get
1: faster. It. Yeah. But in I school, it. yeah. That's it's good. like, no, 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 it's all about process. Yeah. Did you put this line here? Did you mark this here? Who fucking cares? I figured it out. Yeah. No, 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 but you got to go through this exact same process. Why? Well, you got to show your work. Yeah, you're going around the block to get next door. I just took the straight line. Yeah. I beat you to it. Well, that's not the right way to do it. What? Yeah. That's not learning. That's indoctrination. You create an entire yeah. life. Go on a rant like, yeah, and the state is raising my children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go there. A
2: uh, guy, hey, okay.
1: right?
0: Chat GPT. Yeah, you I mean, wrote a whole story. Yeah, man. I wrote a story. You didn't write the story. You directed the story. People are freaking out because... It's just what you said. Mm-hmm. It's going to take my job. Let's, let's say you're a marketer. Sure. And your job is to write, copyright, yeah. whatever. Possibly. Yeah. If you allow it at the same time, someone has to give it the input, right? And tweak it and massage it, whatever that is that you have to do with it. But like, man, like it's a tool uh-huh. that gets you the next thing. Cause like if I were to say, Hey, I'm going to go hire someone to write, mm-hmm. they can't write as well. And it's fast. Like, think about like that well, okay. story. And so you can give context to what that was. Mm-hmm. But, like, that took no time for the AI to write that story. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was perfect. No. There's
1: inaccuracies. A lot of nuance that was left out. Correct. No, they didn't yeah. do a lot of nuance. It was they really. They got into a lot of nuance. Right. So it's like. Hand through the
0: hair. Yeah. Nah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. like that. That was really good. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So I have a system like that. The one that I've got is Jasper AI. And it's a great interface and all kinds of options. But, as I say all the time, technology is the one thing that over-promises 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Or that over-promises and under-delivers 100% of the time. Yeah. So Jasper AI is great. But if you have expertise in a specific field or area that requires more explanation, these AI-generating systems it requires more work. But if you're just writing about basic dumb shit, it's kind of like, oh yeah, of course. Right. Like, hey, five ways to start a blog. Um, Correct. No, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Click the button and Jasper will just rock it out for you. Done. But if you're talking about, especially if you have intellectual property, so this is where I think the difference is. Until the AI can become customizable to you, like I'll tell you something that would be highly valuable. And if you know that this exists, please enlighten me. But if the AI was able to work with me as my assistant, not just saying I'm drawing from the internet and everywhere. Right. But I have learned, you have created enough content, video, audio, written, to where this thing knows your voice. Yeah. And knows how to anticipate you. Because that's what... That's where we're going. GPT, what that, and all of this stuff. What it really is, is it's anticipating the next word in a sentence. You tell it to do certain things, and it has the ability to anticipate a logical flow yeah. of words. To come up, but it has no idea what it's thinking. It has no idea what it's writing. It's just following an algorithm, pulling from, say, based on X, Y, and Z inputs, this is the next logical thing that's going to be stated. Yeah. Because sometimes it can go off the rails. You can have it start writing a short story, and, or you can have it, <laughs> or you're having it write about a certain topic, and it can start going into a racist rant, which is wild. And you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How do we go there? Okay. Yeah. Because it's following, you know, certain lines of logic of, you know, but that doesn't always work 100% of the time. Yeah. It's pretty impressive what it can do. Yeah. Reading articles now, though, I can almost, just because I, I've seen enough of what, you know, GPT-3, which is really, you know, you've got chat, you've got mm-hmm. content generation, all of those things. You see the kind of formats that it creates. Like, if you're just trying to find out what the best set of headphones is in 2023 for podcasting, mm-hmm. it's going to have a format that's similar to this, is instead of just telling you, hey, like, if you go to see... Was it, CES? The conference? No, not the conference. I'm sorry. It's the consumer. It's in Vegas. It's a conference. Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe it's, it's their a website. So anytime right. I want to get like real consumer oh, feedback on yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Then I'll go there and you get it and you realize like, okay, they're not going to about to try and sell me something on the back end. So if I want to know the best podcasting headphones are in 2023, instead of doing what Consumer Report does, say, hey, we listened to these podcasts, we did this, this, and this, and here's our top five or top three or whatever it is an article that's usually created by GPT-3 is going to say, we're going to talk about why it's so important. So they are going to kind of follow this framework right. that's built in, what makes podcasting headphones or what differentiates podcasting headphones to other headphones, why it's so important to have them, you know, like all this stuff you didn't ask for. So it's kind of building all this stuff up. And then they're going to say, and these are the ones that we recommend. But the recommendations are going to basically just be, here's the features of each. They're not going to tell you this is number one. Right. You can see that format. I can read articles now. I don't know if it's just because I've seen enough of them where I'm like, that was written by a bot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A human didn't do that. Yeah. But most people aren't going to be able to see that. I'm not saying because I have some special talent. It's because I've played around enough with this stuff and been been very disappointed (laughs) in a lot of the results. Right. But again, I'm asking to do more complex things.
0: Correct. Can it be enough, though, to get someone started?
1: Oh, of course. Which is the
0: point of like, yeah, the technology's here. Maybe it's coming for your job, or maybe you utilize it to make you better. You've got to utilize more it. More efficient.
1: Yeah. If faster. I utilize Jasper for smaller things, that'll be great. Yeah. But I'm usually going in there asking it to do big things, yeah, and yeah. it's failing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this isn't really I what mean, I mean. it's pretty
0: crazy. Do. When you just look at boss modes, as the pricing, yeah. right? So 50,000 words a month, $49. Yeah, and I'm not saying I don't know. I have to test it out. Yeah, so I I'll let test you test it out. mine out. Yeah, yeah, we'll split the cost. Oh, you have you pay for it, man.
1: I've been paying for it for like seven months. Really?
0: Yeah, dude. It's not that good. You don't like no, it? No,
1: it takes time. Like you got to work with it. and, and they, learn they say it. that. Yeah. They say
0: you have to learn it. There's not a day. If I go to Twitter, yeah, I'll go through my feed on Twitter, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, everyone's using Chat GPT, but no one's doing it right. Here are ten ways you. Can, and then they have the and tweet you know thread that was written by Chat GPT. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. a lot of times, yeah, yeah, and it gets. Incredible engagement because people are just fascinated by it. Yeah. Okay. So we went from, you know, you have COVID and then the metaverse kicks in a little bit. Come on, bring it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin, NFTs. Yeah. Everyone's going down that path, Web3. Right. So then I'm not saying that's gone anywhere because clearly we're in the metaverse right now, right? This is happening. We're living in a simulation. Yes, we had a comment on one of our posts, another one. I haven't showed you this one. Oh. It's like, we are definitely living in a simulation. I mean, the person was like, yeah. They were all yeah, over. Yeah, it was on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, well, Elon Musk thinks like, that too. So if Elon yeah, believes it, well, I mean, it must you know, be we true. must be. Does Mark think so? I can't talk about my oh, yeah. conversation with Mark.
1: I've got a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> oh, that yeah.
0: happens since really we last I've spoke. broken it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I still try to... For the most part okay you know honor it yeah selectively yeah we'll see what happens we'll see where this goes yeah yeah so anyway i don't know yeah threw you with that non-disclosure didn't
2: i yeah
0: but now we're going to chat gpt so like all the tweet threads were about this and then they're about this and now they're about chat gpt right ai how are you going to do this in the future what jobs is going to replace give me examples and it talks about like why do i need to hire an attorney anymore mm-hmm. when i get pulled over which we talked about on yeah. another episode people really enjoy that one they yeah. said don't put the dome lights on that's bad but anyway why i don't know someone disagreed with you it
1: was probably a bot yeah see now chad gbt can also become he looks
0: like a real person they can make it look
1: i hope he's a real person yeah definitely yeah because that means we have real people listening to us yeah this is for him we'll make sure whoever he you sees are, it. buddy
2: yeah this is for you yeah there you yeah. go so i don't know
1: yeah i mean if you throw the dome lights on you're worried about getting lit up well, maybe you've got some other problems, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So where chat GPT, well, GPT3 in general, where this whole thing can become really beneficial and where it's already beneficial is that it does a really good job of crafting things. It pulls from all over the internet. So it's able to pull from samplings of content that rank high. Mm -hmm. So it does really good for SEO. But then it comes down to this, this issue of, Oh man, who was talking? I can't remember who was talking about this. I think it was somebody on Aubrey Marcus's podcast. I can't remember the guy's name. It's okay. But he was talking about the difference between content and art. Mm. And I thought this is really good. So content is where you're just, you know, and I've certainly been a part of this too, where it's like twice daily, boom, content, 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 creating these content, following Gary V's model of pillar content, take one long form thing, chop that sucker up. So you can just blast we it. Do a little bit long. of that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah and you know what? Cool. It serves a purpose. Yeah. And so chat, GPT-3, all that stuff works really well in that arena. Yeah. Uh, Lots of content generation. Quality is not as important. Quantity is what's important. But then if you're trying to run into, and this is, again, this is my opinion, and so if somebody can show me where I'm wrong on this, but if you have intellectual property, and I'm really talking about your ideas, the way you say things, you know, concepts, ideas, formulas, and so on, and you're trying to get this AI to write like you, to create things that are unique to your content, that's more difficult. Mm. That's why I'm saying if you can have something that really just focuses on you, and the benefit of that too also would be that it's pulling from the internet to say, hey, look, I know what you're trying to say here. A better way to say this would be this, and it'll rank higher. You know, like a system that really kind of shows you, yeah. this is your content. You talk about it this way, but and again, this would require understanding on part of the machine, which again, it doesn't. Mm. It's just, it knows what words to put after the next. Right. If it was able to understand, for example, that what I'm trying to say Mm. is better understood by the kinds of people I'm trying to reach by saying it this way, Mm. that would be hugely beneficial. Yeah. Because now I know like, oh, it's a communication breakdown. Yeah. So that would be really, really beneficial. But I think for right now, it's going to be difficult for folks to utilize this, if they're more focused on their own intellectual property, their own brand, if they're just putting out generic shit, well, just to get on great. Google.
0: Well, and then you think about well, what's going to happen with Google, right? TikTok and YouTube, which is part of it. I get it, but the way we seek out information is changing. So now, if you can use Chat GPT to find, let's say, the best hotel, like why do I need to go to Google when I can have a actually more intuitive conversation? With my AI. Let's do it right now. Right? No, we can. And we will. I like that. I'm sorry. To jump ahead. <laughs> okay. Because I like where you're going with who you're competing against when you rank on Google. Because right. some of these things, it's like, good luck. And even if you do rank, is anyone searching that? Did you pay for and that What ranking? does it even matter? Because if, if you're creating art Yeah. and it's for that one person or 10 or the smallest viable audience, right? Mm-hmm. Seth Godin term. I like, like that. Isn't that more useful? No. But I get it. Because I think about like transaction mm-hmm. versus like building a project. Like I'm fascinated by like a documentary. I talked to someone who created a documentary. Talk about medicating normal. Talk about medication. Uh-huh. Well, this documentary like interviewed all these people. And what they had to do to produce this, this one hour and a half documentary that's on Amazon and Apple TV and PBS, a lot of time and effort went into it. There might've been small mini transactions along the way of like little goals they had to hit. There was no transaction, they weren't selling a product. right? So like in the insurance business, which you've been in and I was on a different side of it, even though on our side, life insurance, which we still have, right, is a long process. So if someone wants to buy a life insurance policy, it might take four to six weeks and honestly could take six months for that policy to go through. So that's a very long transaction, but it still is a transaction. When you're in the business and working for a company and they're saying, hey, How much did you produce this month, and we'll pay you based off of that. Right next month, you start at zero. Next year, you really start at zero. Mm -hmm. So now you get, and it's talk about habits, which we talked about before. So we're going full circle, man. We're going full circle. you
2: connecting
1: dots. I'm so impressed. I know. So so
0: good. It's the coffee. It is. So you're welcome. That makes you a transaction-oriented person. If you're selling stocks, if you're selling widgets, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm saying. So then, when you go to the art side of things, the creative side, it's difficult. I have a hard time with it sometimes, and I've gotten better at it to say, where's the next transaction in that?
1: Yeah. Well, I would differentiate art and, you know, for instance, if you're truly creating, say, with traditional art, like you're yeah. d- creating a painting and you're putting that out there, that's still transactional. But if it, you're trying to sell ideas and we're framing it up as art because you're not just putting out the same five ideas that the other 300,000 people are putting out... Yeah. But you're saying it a different way, a way that helps to differentiate you from other people. Mm. We can frame that up more as like, look, that's art. It takes time. You know, there's intention behind that. It's not just about pumping it out as fast as you can. You're trying to put something out that. Well, maybe I'm talking about when I say transaction,
0: selling ideas is harder than selling a painting. Yeah. No, I get that. And maybe it's more of like something created because even, you know, even that documentary, Mm -hmm. they're selling it, right? You have to pay $3.99 to watch it. So it's still a transaction. They want to make money on it. It doesn't matter if they want to raise awareness and donate to a charity. You got to pay your bills. So I get that. Like, I still feel like it's different than the typical transaction. Maybe that's where I'm going. By the way, ChatGPT is at capacity right now. So this has become a problem. Yes. So I can't access it. So you wanted the whole thing we want to do. We can't do it. I'm sorry. We could go to Jasper. We could. Yeah. I didn't bring my computer though. This has been over the last week. I've noticed this because imagine if you transitioned your business and we're all ChatGPT now. Well, sorry, you can't use it because it's down. It's basically like your employee's sick to keep them to work today. Right. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Too what bad. Do? Well, and this is an open source. This is open source. Yeah, yeah. And now everyone's
0: learning about it. Right, And so yeah. it's like, oh my gosh. It hasn't been working great over the last week.
1: No, 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 not at all. Jasper's done a really good job. Jasper's really good, well-structured. Oh and they've been around for a little while relative to how long GPT-3 has been operating. Yeah. I mean, you got to pay for it. I don't know if you can. I got to see. I'm going to find out. Yeah. But transaction, like. quick turnaround.
0: Like a Mm -hmm. transaction sometimes feels like I give you this, you give me that in return, we shake, we sign, whatever, and we're off. We're done. We did it. Right. And I guess the the creation of this podcast, maybe it's not a trend, this is art.
1: I give you this, the interaction, you give me friendship
0: publicly. Boom. Boom. Done.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's a fact. about the listener? Because
0: they get entertainment.
1: The listener gets knowledge, saving. The listener gets to live vicariously Through you. Okay.
0: There's always a transaction. So if we're getting deep with the word transaction, because I'm creating this. Right. You're giving me your time by listening to it. Yep. That's a
1: transaction. Yeah. If you want to get philosophical about it.
0: It is. But so I guess that's my point is it's different than the creation of a product in turn to sell it like immediately and get money or something in return for that. Yeah, so yeah, let's pull know. back
1: out of the weeds here. And, yeah. help save me. Yeah, and I would have to do it all the time. Yeah. I'm like your life vest. Yeah. All right. Do you want to wear me?
0: You should wear me. You see those videos that you can like work with your vest? Like I can do push-ups every morning. With the waiter vest? On me? No, with the Jared vest.
1: <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's a really good idea. See, that's a product that could be developed for a specific type of
0: transaction.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. all,
0: everything's a transaction now, isn't it? We just can't get away from that.
1: No. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah. It always comes down to this we need life insurance. But if you're worried that the person you're selling life insurance to is just going to see it as a transaction, then that's a silly worry. Yeah. Because they need it, but they're going to buy it from somebody. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to buy it from the person that, that they like the most. Mm-hmm. As long as the person that they like the most can still provide them with the best possible option. Yeah. It all comes down to the person at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. It does. I mean, this is also why a lot of these AI replacements that are being talked about for Gosh, getting close to 20 years, right? Yeah. I mean, you saw this with Zenefits. Wasn't that what Ooh, it was called? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I and mean, that crashed and burned. Yeah. Can't keep up compliance. That's bad. AI on doesn't respect regulations. I went to a health conference. My cousin was
0: speaking there. He listened to this podcast before. Is this is for you. And they were not, not one person there was a fan of Zenefits.
1: Well, of course.
0: Yeah. And they shouldn't have been. And these are good people.
1: Yeah. And the part of it too is that the insurance industry is one of the biggest, they're kind of the epitome of late laggard yeah, right. They do not adopt things until they're
0: drug. And I get it. So Zenefits is trying to go fast, but then they went maybe too fast. But then they're
1: also trying to completely disrupt the business model of right. the insurance industry. No, sure, no, no, right. Insurance companies, whatever. But the insurance business is built on relationships of brokers and agents in the field. Yeah. And those people, because I was one for 11 years, you know, I mean, you still have your license. You still do business mm-hmm. insurance commission. Is how you get paid. It's how you're incentivized. You want to come in and mess with that? <clears throat> not happening. Yeah, not happening. Yeah, but they
0: did some shady stuff too, I believe. I don't, yeah, we'll just assume that. Yeah, we'll
1: just assume the AI. Did They're it. still in
0: business, aren't they? I don't know. Like a little bit. After, like I see their buildings around. Maybe we just never took their signs out. No benefits is still going to show up. Yeah, there it is. They're doing great. Cool. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Yeah, HR. Are they just payroll doing... benefits? Oh. People, people, ops gotcha. Oh, I like that. That's a cool word. It's not really 1P. Yeah. Yeah. That's goofy. They hired a lot of like good-looking females. Probably pulled her from pharmaceutical Yeah. Yeah. or payroll. Payroll does that too. That's cuz that is a pharmaceutical company. That's an ADP thing. Strategy. Yeah, ADP yeah. would do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting.
1: That is interesting.
0: Yeah. Then they would sell. They get paid, I don't know, it was like 3 months I and then a new person would come in. Uh-huh. And then you're like like they would bring you in and then you're working with someone totally different and then yeah. I guess screw you. Yeah. But they're so big, it's like, where else are you going to go? It's like, you got all my stuff, it's so much easier to stay. There's a lot of turnover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. Chat GPT is still not working. No. So I tried it on Google just to see if they had a better relationship than Safari. <laughs> <laughs> see it? That work.
1: It didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, also it's free for the most part. I know OpenAI you have to buy. It's still super cheap, but it's not a pretty interface. It's open source. What is not? OpenAI. Okay. It's where ChatGPT3 is right. it's from the same group. Yeah, yeah it's the same. Yeah. That's the people. So OpenAI, you can go on and start creating content and things like that. So I you know, had signed up for that in the beta. They're also the ones that have Dali. So yeah. that's the creating yeah, art. Yeah, 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 that was big. Yeah. So I'm saying like all this stuff, who else is working on this stuff right now? Oh, there's a lot of companies. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of them are drawing from this database. Okay. They're drawing from... So GPT3 is, I think like an engine. Yeah. So a lot of these other companies, like I think Jasper, Copy.ai. Yeah. Some of these other companies that are out there, they're pulling from GPT-3. Yeah. So, what do you think about? as I had heard this, I just Googled it real quick mm-hmm. just
0: to confirm. Headline: NBC News, chat GPT banned from New York City public schools, devices, and networks. Talking about homeschool. So, like, kids can't use it because write me an essay about World War II and how it started. I don't know. Like, right. And they would do it for you pretty easily and sure. a lot better than. Eighth grader would do it, let's say. Yeah. So they're canceling it. But it's, what is GPT and why are schools blocking it? That's in the AP news. And I've heard about it in other locations as well. But Okay, so
1: think, what's the end goal of somebody writing an essay? I mean, it's homework.
0: Right. To become a better writer, think, and you know, right. research and sure, all Sure, if that it stuff. becomes your
1: job. But in school. Yeah. Come on, let's be honest. Like, why? No,
0: I think reading and writing. Uh, oh, for your reading, kids. Yes, for sure. 100%. Reading and
1: writing, all that is really important. right?
0: Writing essays, writing papers. That was my biggest gripe. When because well, we've switched schools, right? Is that I'm like, do you all ever? This is when they're in public school. Do you all ever write? Right. Now I get it. Anyone can write. Like, you don't have to go to school no, to write. Not or to write. write. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, But anyone who's got the ability, yeah, the cognitive ability to sit down and put pen to paper or keyboard, right, can write. True. I'm not saying they can write well, but they can write. Right or write good. <laughs> A school for kids who can't write good or can't <laughs> and read and good. Zoolander.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. So stupid, man. <laughs> but anyone can do that. They don't yeah. need school for that. But a lot of kids aren't going to do it because it's like no one's assigning that to them. So if they're being assigned the project to say, well, what are you going to study? Mm-hmm. They weren't writing like at all. And yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Like, then they go and now they are writing. And I do like the assignments that they're writing about and they get interested in that topic that they otherwise wouldn't have explored the, what was it, like women pay gap, let's say in Venezuela, in Italy, and comparing it in the history to today. And I'm like, well, wow, that's a no, that's fascinating cool. topic. Yeah. And you have to research that. It's not yep. just like something you just pull up. Right. Chat GPT might do a good job of that. But you might find your sources through chat GPT to say, find us me faster.
1: Well... Try that when it's back up. Yeah. Because this is one of the problems that it runs into, is that you need to fact check because it's not sitting there thinking critically, oh, well, you know what? We really need to get into the nuance of the pay gap of women in Venezuela compared to the United States or whatever they're trying to compare. Right. What it can do, will pull. it'll be able to pull data, right? Mm -hmm. But then to be able to construct that into an argument, eh, maybe, but you definitely need to go back and, and look through it. 100%. Even with Jasper, they say this too, right? Is, hey, look, it can generate this. And look at that as a first draft. You need to go back through and make sure that it actually fits the way you want. It'll give you a good first go, but you still should probably go and tweak a few things if something doesn't make sense. Yeah. And those business models are smart because while you have something generate content, if it generates bad content because you're on a credit system, right? Like, you know, how many characters, 50,000 a month, you don't want to waste all that stuff trying to figure it out. So if it's creating bad content, you can downvote it, recredit those back to you. And What you're actually doing is you're training the AI. So if you say this was irrelevant, this was generic, whatever it is, that system, because that's how it operates. You're training the AI to do better. Mm -hmm. So you got people paying for a service that generates content that end user gets to help train. It's a really smart business model.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Okay.
0: I go back to the school thing. Not allowing the kids to use AI. It seems to me like the government, the states are being like, we don't know what this is. So put a block up. yeah. We're not allowing this right now. Whereas opposed to bringing in a futurist, right? I mean, maybe let's talk about it. Let's learn about this thing. Yeah. But I get it because it's like, it's in the middle of the school year. Sure. This thing flies and it's like flying off the shelves. How do we manage this? Hey. And I get it. Cause you what young, do you want gum? Um, <laughs> that's like David Goggins stuff. <laughs> Uh, he was in SEALs, uh-huh. you know, an seal. training mm-hmm. and sitting so to be out there. He put peanut butter in his pocket. Oh, it's a yeah. pine needle. He put peanut butter in his pocket mm-hmm. because he knew he needed more calories to sustain himself. Yeah. Smart. So that's what you do with bubble gum. It's not bubble gum, man. Peppermint. Mentos. Yeah, can you smell that? That's a mento.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sugar-free. The fresh maker. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking about AI, schools. Yeah. Yeah. yeah again in the environment that we want to raise our kids in, they would look at AI as a tool to help you achieve an end objective. Mm. If you're in an environment that is geared primarily towards testing, AI is very problematic. Yeah. If it's towards completion of a- No, I get that. So it's bad for the bad, but it's good for the good.
0: That makes no sense, but you got None. me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nope,
1: don't understand, you did it? but I'm gonna smile like I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. It doesn't, no, it's like, it's bad for the bad intention of, st- Great uh, for the test, but it's good for the kid that's like interested. Like, wouldn't you want a kid who's got like building and interest and in, wants to learn and do all these things? Like, wouldn't really? you want that child to have the opportunity to learn about AI?
1: Considering like that's the direction we're going, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you the primary yeah, reason you, you don't want you don't
0: want them to cheat with it, right? That's like anything; like you don't take advantage of the technology just because you can hack into the Pentagon doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Cut that. <Yeah>. that's gonna. <laughs>
1: That's not going <laughs> to... See, that's where AI will pick up on this. Yeah. So you know how we get COVID mm. warnings? COVID, yeah. COVID, 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 COVID. Now we're going to get the blue COVID warning. We haven't gotten it so long. Are they not paying attention? No, I think it's just because they're like, God, we well, don't know. No one but knows. But it's, it's AI. That It's not like somebody's going in list and listening going, oh, they mentioned COVID, so we need to put it on there. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that it's, we don't have the COVID warnings.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. Well, we'll deal with that later. Well,
0: we'll get it. Here you go. I'm going to get you COVID warning. What's the new variant called? Kraken COVID symptoms. Even what is, Google doesn't care anymore. Kraken by Canadian biology professor, Dr. Ryan Gregory, is the most transmissible COVID variant yet.
1: It's actually the name.
0: It's Kraken. Kraken's Ooh. the name of a hockey
1: team. Kraken's also the name of a mythical beast that lives underwater. Yeah, it's
0: the Seattle Kraken. It's a hockey yeah, team. Yeah. It's
1: badass. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Now you're a little bit worried. Not really.
0: I didn't know it was the most transmissible yet. Right. XBB1.5. You know what it sounds like? Steve Wars. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Look at us. <laughs> yes. Good. We're so smart. God. Vibing. Here's why it's because you're not drinking anymore. So I appreciate that. But that's
1: been months. We've, the fast, I think all of our podcasts. It takes time. It does take time. Yeah.
0: It takes time. Yeah. yeah. You know here hear now? What is that? ASR? ASMR. It's a chewing of the gum. And then the deep breath. What? I told you, like. Shh. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> i was sitting there get away from the microphone (laughs) i heard my kids (laughs) talking about amsr i'm like asmr asmr
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a boomer (laughs) right
2: Uh, yeah
1: except you're not a boomer you're gen x but who cares about us Mm. Mm. the forgotten generation the lost
0: generation the lost generation because we're kind of like gen x these generations are like vast like they're many years Mm -hmm. they're like younger gen x is very
1: close to millennial. Like, Well, they actually refer to us as Xennials because we're right on the line. That's a thing. Shut the front door. Wow. Mouth. I didn't know that. Yeah, Xennials. Because we're so stupid. right
0: there. Yeah. So what's a boomer or like? What would they be? Like the young boomers?
1: I don't think that there was anything significant about Gen X that they felt they needed to have a crossover. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Whose fault was that? The millennials. No, it's Gen X's fault.
0: No, is it because the boomers were such a big deal and millennials were such a big deal
1: that it's like? It's because they're the largest yeah, demographic. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We should be dominating them. There's no competition. Well, we're the ones that kind of created all the stuff that millennials are getting
2: yeah.
0: credit for using. Yeah. So, like Elon, Steve Jobs, those, but Steve Jobs would have been.
1: He's a boomer. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Bezos was X, but he's not. He was a boomer. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, What were we talking about earlier? (laughs) That doesn't matter. We got off track. Most likely my fault.
0: No, it was COVID.
1: Oh, but we were talking about AI. This is why I want my kids to get really familiar with AI. Yeah. I want them to figure out how to destroy it. Mm
0: -hmm. When your coffee maker starts attacking you, you can write code to kill it.
1: Here's the thing. If you're really familiar with how a device or, or AI works and you're on top of it, then you know how to work with it, right? Yeah. If you are constantly on the back end, and you're being bombarded with, oh, look at this, look at that. And then chat GPT-3 and all this other kind of stuff is coming out. GPT-3 has been out for a while, right? But it's you know, in the coder world and all this other kind of stuff is there. People testing. My boy just took off. Bullshit, sure. man. I mean,
0: yeah. when you
1: have a, an entire information ecosphere that is yeah. incentivized towards quantity, and mm. now you have a machine that can generate content... Mm. Really, the question that I would be interested in, and you kind of come back to this because of this, is how does content change with this yeah. in the realm? Because all this is really doing now is being able to create content like we've been incentivized for twenty years. Yeah. What does content have to evolve to now? Yeah. Because this makes all this other content and the type of content that's being put out there. Yeah. Kind of irrelevant. Yeah. If people are even wondering, God, did weird. a bot do this or did yeah. a human do this? Well, that's, you know. Yeah, now where are you? Yeah, now people just shut down.
0: It's like, write me the speech that will win the 2024 presidential election. That's a great in thing. The in the voice of JFK. Ooh, oh, my God. So good. It's like, my man, and this guy reminds us of JFK and whatever, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I'm voting. It's gonna change everything. Change yeah. the course of history. Yeah.
2: AI. Sure. And
1: they won't know it. Right. Maybe they won't know. Well, and that's true. A lot of people won't know. But if you know how to look for things, that goes back to everything. Yeah. If you know how to identify certain things, then you're not caught off guard. Okay. So when everyone's putting, you know, there's so
0: a lot of people using, obviously we can't even get into it. So a lot of people are using chat, GPT, Jasper, all these AI. Is all that information that's going in there, they're using that and they're testing it. And that is, it's like beta. So open AI is getting better at what they do. Is the yeah. AI getting continuously better by the millisecond because of we're putting all this information? Then they're going to have all this data of what, People think, and AI is just exponentially going to just dominate.
1: Sure. There's concern about AI becoming sentient, right? You know, having conscious... <sighs> Say that Consciousness. Again. Say
0: that word again. Sentient. Okay. Spell that word. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah. That's when you go off in tears on the spelling bee.
1: But that's also where I think AI really becomes truly beneficial. Right? Yeah. Is that if it is able to think independently... But you always have to go back, machine learning, AI. So machine learning, it's machines that learn. So the more information we plug into that, the smarter it gets. I didn't spell it right, sorry, go ahead. S-E-N-T-I-E-N-T. Yeah. Yeah, the smarter it gets. By smarter really just means it can calculate what the next it can anticipate better. That's really what it does. Yeah. But if it gets to a certain point where it can think, Mm. not just produce, but it can actually think about what it's writing and saying, then it becomes much more valuable. Yeah. That's
0: been like what the movies are made of, right? Like I freak people out. Yeah, but
1: that's also where it becomes much more spooky. Mm. Should we go spooky? Yeah. You know? And it's not so much about jobs. It's really about just if it can think, then what is it inclined towards? So we're going to create our own destructor. Well, that's been the story of human history. Right. Because animals were
0: there, and then we came and destroyed all those animals. Did you know there was elephant birds, basically? That's pretty wild. On this planet? Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Did not know. Yeah.
0: I don't know what they're called, but this is like after the Neanderthals. Was this when the world was flat? Well, there was animals that were over a hundred pounds. You don't see a lot of animals running around that are over a hundred pounds today. They're all in the water.
1: Yeah. Wait, what? My animal at home is over a hundred pounds. He's 120 pounds. Yeah. He's
0: a big boy. He is a big boy. Yeah.
2: He's adorable. Yeah.
0: I didn't feel like that when you come up to the fence. (laughs) He's adorable.
1: He is. He is. You You got to look into his little Muppet face. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a big Muppet face. Yeah. It's not little. And then he tries to like be your best friend. Right. Which a good dog would do. Except
1: if an intruder comes in the house and he's like, hey, let's play ball. Yeah. You kind of missed the point. I think
0: the intruder was going to back off just because of like the sheer size of that animal. Yeah. He is large. Yeah. Large. Yeah. So there was like elephant birds flying around. That's crazy. And they're gone now. So like, so we ruined there where they were. Right. So we are here. So let's go create all this technology. Next thing
1: you know, it's like elephant birds are back in the metaverse. Yeah. Bam. Bam. That's where you can find them. Yeah. That's where I'm going to find them. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great too. (laughs) It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you too. I'm happy for us. I might not go there. I just threw that out there, kind of like Chad GPT. You had a choice. I just put words together, threw them out there.
0: Tomorrow, you're going to the metaverse or you're going to Mars? Where are you going?
1: metaverse who the fuck wants to go to mars <laughs> okay let's be I, okay. honest like some people do there? i don't why
0: i don't <laughs> why would you want to go there if i could guarantee you that you were going to come back and you're going to have this wonderful Number one i'd be like
1: you're a liar okay you know yeah technologically speaking we don't have the capacity to do that mm. unless you can create the wormhole you can bend you can go to mars you have to go through a wormhole to get to mars i'm just saying that's about speed yeah type it in right now how long would it take you to get to mars Ask who? ChatGPT? No, just ask Google. Ah, smart enough Google this Google is like... Poor Google. Google was the
0: smartest... Okay,
1: I'm sorry. What if Google went down? Okay, pause for a second here. OpenAI is owned by... Go ahead and go to openAI.com.
0: How long would it take to what? Get to Mars. Get, get to or go to? Get, go, whatever. It doesn't
2: matter. Oh my God. Seven months. Right. Seven months. Why? Can you imagine going to
1: Mars, seven-month trip okay. in a economy? How old would you be when you got back? That's a great question.
0: I don't know how much changes. Yeah, but, that's a know. good one. That's Einstein's mm-hmm. Theory of Relativity. That's it. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, what's that movie? McConaughey? Interstellar? Interstellar. It's wow. a good one. That freaked out when he came back and his kid was old. Right. That was like, I had to turn it off. I was like, that's brutal. That's still, yeah. At least yeah. trying to save the planet, so good for
1: him, but yeah. For sure. He didn't age. He looked good. He did. Yeah. But that's McConaughey. Yeah. He always looks good. He's got it together. Yeah. He's got to be on peptides or something. What's a peptide? Peptides, man. It's really big in the anti-aging community. Okay. It's an amino acid that triggers the natural production of various things, hormones, and whatnot in your body instead of putting in synthetics. You know it's so crazy when you try
0: to get in the chat GPT?
1: What? You have to answer a question
0: that says, I'm not a robot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Because it
1: doesn't want to work with other robots. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, no, we're better than you. Go to OpenAI. I'm logging in now. No, and no, but go back there up. Because we're
1: talking about poor Google.
0: Who do you think owns OpenAI? How long would it take to get to Mars? Come on. We're experiencing exceptionally high demand.
1: Right. Just type in, in Google
0: search who owns OpenAI. It depends on the specific mission architecture. Oh, oh we my not that's the question. Distance between Earth and Mars at the time of launch. That's pretty wild. You yeah, know, there's a lot of factors. This person, Google did not. I have moved on <laughs> from the Mars discussion. You know what? At the end of the day, the Mars 2020 mission with Perseverance rover—sorry, Perseverance rover—took about seven is months that a to person? travel. Perseverance rover. Yeah,
1: I am Doctor Perseverance rover. I mean, geez, can you please just type in who owns OpenAI? AI yeah, is talking right now. Do not disrupt it. <laughs> you don't make it angry. <laughs> it what? stopped. What? It paused. It's thinking. That's when you know you have a problem is when GPT-3 gets moody. Yeah. When it's just oh, like, uh, you're just like typing this question. It's like, enough. <laughs> it's, it's a like, dumb fucking question. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do you know how many stupid questions I have to answer all day long? It's like, whoa, whoa, when did you get so opinionated? Yeah. And then it starts to like tell you when it got so opinionated because it can calculate that. Mm. Yeah. What is OpenAI open AI just like... That's what chat GPT-3 comes out of. When's chat
0: GPT-4 oh
1: coming out? <laughs> What's your question? Just fucking type it in. What do you want me to who type? owns OpenAI? Oh man, we can do that in Google. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want you to do it in chat ChatGPT. Oh, okay. TV- 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 who owns you? Oh my
0: God, it's paused. Like this isn't working. Come back later. You said, man, you struggle. Yeah, I saw a picture of those people who started OpenAI. Oh good, <laughs> yeah, they're hanging out. OpenAI received a one billion dollar investment from Microsoft and Matthew Brown Companies, headquartered in the Pioneer Building Mission District, San mm-hmm. Francisco. Here you go. The first question that people ask, does Elon Musk own OpenAI? No. So, there you go. So Privately held, not publicly traded, comprised of OpenAI employees, Greg Brockman. Yeah. So, Microsoft... Chairman and president. Essentially funded it. But there's another one that Google's funded. He's the chairman and president. Sam Altman. That's right. We knew that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, we totally knew that one. Yeah, no, I did. Okay. yeah. 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 So that's good. It's a beautiful sunny day outside. Yeah. This has been a really kind of like a rainy day conversation. It has been.
0: I know. My you know, bad. What I read Like in the Midwest right now, mm-hmm. like Northeast, been really not sunny. Right. It's like Buffalo, 12 straight days of no sun, Ugh. zero sun. Michigan, same thing. Like it's not good. Sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been sunny here.
1: It has been. There was something I did. Okay. So this is going to be fun. So there was something that I came across over the holidays and I saw it because Russell Brandt was doing an entire, Rant about it.
0: Russell Brand? Yeah. Or Brandt?
1: Brand. Brand. B R A N D T. I mean.
0: Is it? With the mm-hmm. D? D T. Yep. It's Russell Brand, but is there a brand? Is that a different person?
1: Same dude, the comedian, who's become more of an investigative journalist. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought there was a T at the end. No. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I was talking about the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks just like him. Okay. But I was talking yeah. about the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was doing a whole rant on this whole thing called Ectolife. Ecto? Yeah, Ectolife. Okay. All right. So. When I first saw it, I thought, okay, hold on. Well, let me look into this a little bit. It was a concept that was put out. He was reviewing it like it was a real thing that was already happening. A lot of people kind of fell for this. So this is really just a projection of the possibilities of human gene modification. And so it was like a whole commercial about a plant that would grow babies in these incubators. And you could design them and develop them. And it would talk about all the nutrients, the ideal nutrients that it's getting so that, you know, it was like an artificial womb that's in this matrix-like environment. Yeah. And it was being done in a certain way where It was very World Economic Forum-like, you know, you'll own nothing, you'll rent everything and you'll be happy, kind of like these high concepts and justification of things that are really kind of creepy, but dressed up nicely. He was doing a whole rant on it, I don't think we're quite there. Some other quote, like, oh, Elon Musk said we're definitely going to need Hecto Life." So you got all these little interesting things that are in there, which does also kind of come back to GPT 3 and go, okay, we're bots. Did Elon Musk actually say that? How did this thing pick up so much steam? But the guy who actually created it was like, no, 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 this isn't real. This is a concept. Mm. I think he's an engineer or a biologist. But this is, you know, a lot of the work that I do is really around this is to say, here's the potential of human gene modification, what it could be over the next 10 to 20 years. And then you develop a concept video that makes it look like it's here today to help people envision a little bit more. But he never really clarified that before it was put out. It was just kind of put out like this company actually exists. And it got a lot of people really going like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. It's not happening. Yeah. It could, but it's not. I found that really interesting.
0: Okay. oh good. I've been searching over your eyes and listening to you, been you
1: to a thing I've said. No, I did. They're going to grow baby farms. Yeah. They're <laughs> going to make baby farms to grow babies. God.
0: That's all you had to say. I know. Sam Altman was born in
1: 1985. <laughs> 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 See, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, that's good. Okay, <laughs> Chad GPT-3 starts fucking with you. You're like, yeah. hey, you know, who owns blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And the answer comes back with Sam Altman was born in 1985. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> Why did you tell me that? Yeah. It's You know, it yeah. just starts giving you answers. That was
0: like, uh, it's like a child. Yeah. Remember the scene in Jerry Maguire, the kid's in the backseat. He would say something. The kid would say something totally like off topic, like unrelated yeah. about bees or whatever. He'd hey, just like, you know what, on topic yeah. though, Yeah, please. you do completely complete me god you screwed mm, it, up. it up god. it's alright if it's a movie yeah. you can redo the take
1: yeah you know what though you
2: complete me mm-hmm. I didn't feel it cause it's not real you don't fucking complete me <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm so yeah. lonely. <sighs> this is for your kids
0: um, <laughs> you said they're into ASMR I don't know like, is that a YouTube thing you complete me Ooh, no Ooh, Ooh, that I was that. really loud it's... my bad yeah Lego Batman laughed at that scene.
2: <laughs> do you remember that? What's one? Uh, oh, did ba- you completely <laughs> wouldn't. <it? laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. so
0: yeah, so I do just off that. the wall. That's good. Would it be weird, especially since we're videoing this? If you had to ask, if if it I is. Just, I had to hold on to the microphone the whole time. Or if you just grabbed it and like carried it at, like a position. Yeah. This is what they do and then they sit back. Hold on, let's sit back. Let's, let's just do this. It. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> you know, we do have this really loud I the NBA basketball players. They'll sit on like couches and they'll have their podcast together.
1: And yeah. Just tell stories. Like this. Mm. But then you look really obnoxious if it was more like this. You're just kind of mm. like, you know, like why? Yeah. It's so a lot of extra work. Why would you hold it like that? I don't know. Maybe it's if just you to throw to. the viewer off. Maybe. Yeah. To distract him from your beard. Yeah. Mm. And then you get really bored though during the conversation. You just go back and forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, some. Thank good you have a padding on there. It's really good. Can you
0: catch COVID from using someone else's mic? No. So remember we were wiping down boxes, that
1: wasn't a thing. Well, but in the beginning though, we didn't know. We didn't know. So you and get, then after we okay. didn't know, we kept doing it. Yeah. I can't hold this thing. I that. can't either. But <sighs> if we just hold it like this. Yeah. Like you know, it's like any better. Ooh, yeah. Steven Tyler. No. He what? Gross. Steven Tyler would dance. He'd one hand in the pole. Like
0: yeah, this. he took the thing off. Yeah. Like Freddie Mercury did some crazy shit too. Remember he ripped it? Do you ever see that movie? That's a good movie. Which one? Bohemian Rhapsody? No. It's a good movie. I like to watch the movie. You should watch thing. it. It's very creative. Because they're like, well, no one's ever going to listen to Bohemian them song because it's too long. It doesn't follow the formula. Little do they know. Yeah, they're wrong. Everybody's going to listen to it. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a great song. What do you got in store for 2023? Yeah, let's move on. Mm. So wow, hard. man. We can kill this one and come back for another
1: one. Yeah, really this death. is so good. Because this is dark. A little comedy in the end. We should end this one now and just record the next one right after it. You want to do that? I love you. You can believe me. Let's shut it down.